feel that thing. That's oozing out like your doggone hand. That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Can you feel that? Can you feel what's about to happen on this field, man? Do I expect the Cleveland Browns to win this game? Hell no! If you think the Cleveland Browns are going to give up, you don't know the Cleveland Browns. Everybody in Dog Pound. Hello, hello. A Cleveland Browns win, <laughs> and the 18 year streak in Pittsburgh has been broken. Not only that, our first playoff win since 94. I'll tell you something. You want to talk about a game that had a range of emotions? Oh, this hell was it. Yeah. This was definitely it. I could not even tell you what that first quarter did to me emotionally. I, really, when you think about it, everything that went the Browns' way this game 
was because of Steelers' screw-ups. Yeah, first quarter filled with them. A fumble to start the game, a bad snap. Uh, no, which... it, wasn't even a, it wasn't even a fumble to start the game. It was a snap by Pouncey that went right over Ben's head. We should mention pro bowler uh, Pouncey. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he was feeling the pressure there. Hey, you know what? I, I knew when I saw that first play, right then and there, I was like, this game's going to go the Browns' way. It just felt like it from the get-go, from the first snap. It was just like, it was just all Browns. It definitely felt like it, that's for sure. I'll tell you. Um, I will admit, though, I was a little worried because Pittsburgh was staging a little bit of a comeback. But the Browns took control and... Did what they had to do. They didn't. They didn't let off the gas too much, and they definitely took no, care of no, business. No, no, they didn't. They really did. I'm super happy for that. I, I, I'm out of words. <laughs> I just this, this entire season has just been one thing to remember after another, and I don't even oh, think we're fin- yeah. I don't think we're finished yet. I don't know. We got a really tough challenge ahead of us here. We do. We do, and. Uh, you know, if the Browns want to win a Super Bowl or get there, they got to go through the best teams, and Kansas City is one of those good teams. You got to get through. Yeah, yeah, they do. I take a look at it this way, Mike. Uh, the Chiefs are playing to host the AFC Championship game for a record third time in a row, first time in the AFC history. If it happens mm-hmm. in the NFC, the last time it happened was the Eagles from. 2002 to 2004. Wow. Uh, guess who the head coach was? Of the Eagles? Yeah. Andy Reid. Yep. Guess who the co- uh, Chiefs head coach is right now? Andy Reid. Yeah, we've got a really hard challenge ahead of us in this upcoming game, though. Yeah, the only the only reason why I have a little bit of hope here is because um, – <laughs> The Chiefs' defense has been a little lacking this year, especially their run defense, and, of course, that's the Browns' advantage. So I think if Chubb and Hunt take control of this game, um, we could be in for a very close one, I think, at that. Well, with Edwards-Hilaire coming back, their run game is going to get pretty good, too. Yeah, and we should also mention, too, for the first time in, shit, weeks, the Browns are going to be going into this game at near full strength. Uh, Yeah, they're supposed to be going in at near full strength. We're also projecting uh, this. I think I forget what it was. I saw stat wise. This is like the fifth time in NFL history that a team that has won 11 games in the regular season is coming in as double point is double digit underdogs. Yeah. The chiefs are a 10 point favorite coming in. I think I just saw the new Vegas line. They're saying now it's nine and a half. So, I mean, uh, it's expected. I didn't expect the Browns to be favorite number one. I didn't expect oh, God, it to no. be a two or three point thing. I I, I knew that this was going to be a, a Chiefs heavily favored thing, but at the same time, I think the game's going to be a lot closer than that ten point spread. We can really hope. It's been that kind of year, unpredictable at best, and this game will just be another another story in the unpredictable season of the Cleveland Browns. Uh, let's not forget what we're hearing right now too is that a lot of different people are saying that the winner of this game is probably going to be going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think Nick Wright of Fox Sports, uh, he did say that he believes that whatever team wins this game will be making a trip to the Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting to see what happens now. 
Well, I got to tell you, I'm I'm really hoping for a, a Baltimore rematch uh, in the AFC Championship because I think it'd be great to go through Pittsburgh and Baltimore in the playoffs at a run to go to the Super Bowl in the same year. It would be nice, but let's be real here. Do you really think Pittsburgh can take down Buffalo? Baltimore, you mean? Yeah, yeah. but do you think Baltimore can take down Buffalo? <sighs> um, I think if Buffalo can't stop Lamar, yes. But if they shut down Lamar, then I think they're going to run all over him. I think Josh Allen is a far superior quarterback to Lamar Jackson. I don't care what anybody says. Um, yeah, but do you even do you think even if Lamar gets going, do you think that's going to matter at all? It may not because I don't think Baltimore's defense is good enough to stop Lamar or Josh Allen. Not only Josh Allen, but the, it in general, every every target, every strength that Buffalo has is just seems like it's far and away superior. I think so. I'd like to think that Buffalo is going to beat them. Um, Baltimore's been unpredictable the last few weeks, though, too. I think it's going to be a good game at best. Yeah, so we'll have to see on that one. Hope We'll find out this week what's going to happen. I think it's going to be a good game. we got Baltimore and uh, Buffalo to look forward to on Saturday, and then the Browns. The Browns, surprisingly, in a 3 o'clock time slot on Sunday. I'm almost surprised that they didn't get a primetime slot this time. Uh, I'm, I'm not surprised. Uh, who's the primetime slot this game? Uh, Tampa, well, Tampa Bay and New Orleans, that's not surprising. Um, uh, I mean, really, can you really be surprised by that one? It's a rematch. No, not that one. Earlier in the season. No, I, I think I'm just surprised that, um, I, I don't know if I had to choose, I, I think Baltimore and Buffalo have the eight o'clock slot on Saturday. I don't know if that's a better game than Kansas City, Cleveland. It may not be a better game than Kansas City, Cleveland, but it's being played on the holy day of football. True enough. At least we got the Sunday slot. We got the, the holy day of football. But uh, do you know in past years um, for the AFC and NFC championship games, are those usually both night games or is one played during the day? Uh, I want to say they're both night games. So I say they should be. I think one should be Saturday night and then one should be Sunday night. Yeah, I think that's what the uh, case is. Okay. Well, we'll find out soon enough. We'll find out come Monday morning. Um, but okay, I guess uh, let's get into the stat line for this. There's some interesting sh- stats to uh, to go through here. Exactly. All right. <clears throat> well, first of all, Baker Mayfield, 21 of 34, 263 yards, three touchdowns, and yet again, no interceptions. Uh, especially, uh, it's just showing how much he's really developing this year in particular, mm-hmm. especially in a high-pressure situation. A Browns team that has that hasn't seen the uh, playoffs in eighteen years, mm-hmm. and their first big test coming through, and Baker really doing a lot to step up and lead this team, especially with our head coach not being in. Mm-hmm. This game, are we've got a lot. We had a few people that were missing, and everyone just stepped up as a whole and made this game that much better. Well, you and I have talked about this all year. Um, about you know from from the first episode we did this to now is that you know the Browns' future with Baker Mayfield and you you and I at the beginning of the season we questioned it. You know we we made a list off of things that he had to do in order to prove himself to get that that fifth year option. 
to prove that he deserves a long-term contract. And I can, I can fairly say, especially after this game, he has done everything humanly possible to earn that fifth-year option and a big lucrative deal. Oh, God, yeah. If he, do, if he doesn't get a deal from this, I'd be very shocked. Yeah, I don't think the Browns are even going to wait till it's, uh, to give him a deal next <laughs> year. I think they're going to come up with a big deal, I think, here in the offseason. They're going to lock oh, him up. No, no doubt. He's I'm, expecting, that... I'm expecting at least a five-year ex- extension. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, I think it's much deserved. And uh, he's. I think the Browns finally have their franchise. I won't even say finally have. They do have their franchise quarterback. It took a long time, but we finally have it. Thank God. Because I think uh, if we look on the other side of the ball, the Pittsburgh Steelers, it looks like their future is bleak, and Ben Roethlisberger may, in fact, be on the verge of retirement. Which, that doesn't leave him with many options. You've got Devlin Hodges, and then you've also got Mason Rudolph. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Mason Rudolph... Do you, really, do, you, do you really trust the franchise behind either of those two quarterbacks? No, no, I don't. Uh, Mason Rudolph proved that I think he at least deserves a chance to see if he can be the, the quarterback for them going forward. Um but do I honestly think that he is? No. No, not at all. Uh, we're we're seeing a Steelers team that is about to be hitting fight or flight mode. Yeah, um, I think they officially have to hit the reset button because th- this team is just, they're not going to go anywhere beyond a first round playoffs with Ben Roethlisberger. It just won't happen. I, uh, uh, especially with Ben now. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen anymore. No. Uh, I, I take it you've seen the video of him in tears after the game was over. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people would say, oh, yeah, you feel sorry for him. I don't feel sorry for him because the fact of the matter is he has put his foot on the Browns' throat for how many <coughs> years? You know, it was a long time coming. That's the fact we finally beat, like you said, we finally beat Pittsburgh at Heinz Field. What an accomplishment. I mean, the fact that it took 18 years to do this. I mean, I don't think you could go back to almost any team in the NFL and be able to list off a streak that badly on being on the road. No, not at all. I mean, it's been a year the Browns have been snapping streak after streak after streak, and that's why I just keep saying, you know what? It's time to get to that Super Bowl. It's time to finally get another streak broken for this Browns team because they've done it this year. Why not another one? Exactly. I mean – I look at Ben's stats here. Yeah, he threw for over 500 yards, but mm-hmm. how much of that is because they were down by so damn much? A lot of it was in garbage time. The Browns were playing a lot of prevent defense starting the second half. A lot of the, even the Steelers' points came in, came in prevent defense. So, you know, to be honest with you, that 500 yards doesn't mean anything because at the end of the day, that four interceptions means a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I mean, look at what the Steelers did this year. They started out... 11 and 0 and they end the season 1 and 5. Well, you know, you and I both have our opinions of Stephen A Smith and they're not very high opinions, but you know, listening no. to him, listening to him after this game was over. I mean, he's an avid Pittsburgh Steelers fan and and just <laughs> seeing how depressed he was, but he basically said it exactly what what we've said the last 6 weeks about the Pittsburgh Steelers. He said they were declining for weeks. Okay? This was basically a long time coming. He he they were said, declining for weeks. They Mm-hmm. If you really want to get technical, they were we were seeing the level that they were actually playing at when they started losing. 
Well, I mean, yeah, look at the games that they won all year against crap teams. They barely were winning those games. They played a fourth-string quarterback in Dallas and barely won. That should have been a sign of things to come, and this why that's why this shouldn't have been any surprise. So uh, this really is showing that it, it's a changing of the guard in the sense that the AFC North is about to see a shift in power. Yeah, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers are heading towards the bottom feeders of the AFC North. I really do, because um, their rebuild is coming, and it's coming a lot faster than I think that Pittsburgh fans saw it coming, but us Cleveland fans knew it was coming a lot sooner than they thought. Yeah. But, I mean, one key thing to look at here, I mean, yeah, Roethlisberger threw for f- over 500 yards and four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He also had four picks. Yeah, three of those came in the first in the first quarter. It, there's a reason why we jumped to a 28 nothing lead after the first quarter. Yeah, uh, listening to Al Michaels commentating, I, 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 one thing stuck in my mind. They're about to go to a commercial, and he said, "In case you're just joining us, uh, yes, this is actually happening." Yeah, I mean that's a telltale sign of it right there. It really is. Uh, what does that tell you about what we're capable of? The culture is changing, and I think the NFL, even the national media, is finally starting to take recognition of it. It's about damn time. Well, we had to earn it, and and it's 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 safe to say the Browns have not only earned it, but I think they're going to earn a lot of respect going forward in future seasons. Well, the real test is going to be what can we do this upcoming game against Kansas City. That is the big question. and uh, Even if we lose, if we can make this game competitive, mm-hmm. that just shows that the Browns belong with the elite. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I think that even if they lose this game um, and they keep it close <coughs> and competitive, the Browns have proved that they belong being talked about in Super Bowl contentions next year. Yeah. Uh, so let's head down towards our rushing stat line. Let's see. Chubb here with 18 carries for 76 yards. Kareem Hunt with eight carries for 48 yards and two TDs. They were both nice runs by Kareem Hunt for those touchdowns, too. They were beautiful. Yeah, they were. And then, but the biggest thing to take away from here, look at the Pittsburgh rushing. They just flat out cannot run the football. It's not a matter that they just can't flat out run the football. It's a matter of... They had nothing to stop our rush defense. Well, no. Uh, and if we look at the Pittsburgh Steelers rushing yards for the entire season, um, I don't think they had more than maybe four or five games where Connor ran over 100 yards, and that was like very early in the season. Yeah. So their rushing attack has been in decline from like week six on to now. And I don't know if that's their offensive line. I don't know if that's just James Connor. Um, but They've got a huge problem there, and I don't think they're going to fix that problem in a year. Oh, and I don't know if uh, you just saw this, Mike, but if you take a look at the uh, tweets that are popping up on the side here, mm-hmm. uh, Steelers offensive coordinator Randy uh, Fitchner's exit. So their OC just uh, left the organization. So that but it may nudge Roethlisberger. It may nudge Roethlisberger out the door and into retirement. Yeah, um, I think that should be a clear-cut sign to Roethlisberger that you need to get out because 
is he really going to want to learn a whole new uh, OC system next year and maybe his last year? I doubt it. So yeah, this might that might have been the nail in the coffin for Roethlisberger at this point. Yep, I think that is signaling a Steelers rebuild. So uh, only time will tell in the offseason. We will see. All right, the receiving game here. Landry leading us with five receptions for 92 yards on the TD. Yeah, Chubb with four receptions for 69 yards and another TD. That's surprising. Uh, Hooper, seven receptions, 46 yards and a TD. Uh, we had a good game this week, uh, well, receiving-wise. Mayfield spread the wealth, and I will say, too, yet again, Mayfield was accurate as hell. He was. I mean, okay. yeah, again, obviously the Pittsburgh reception game is going to be high in this. A, because, well, let's face it, our secondary sucks. It still sucks. Yeah, yeah, you ain't kidding. But uh, B, also came in garbage time again. Yeah, I mean, look at Smith-Schuster's 157 yards. I mean, how many of those yards were really just kind of given to him? Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Garbage time is definitely where a lot of their shit came from. You got to remember, the Browns is the Browns, man. The Browns is the Browns. And the sooner they figure that out, the better off they're going to be. And then you had Claypool going off after the game saying, like, oh, they, uh, they're going to be right here on the couch next to us next week after the Chiefs game anyway. So, yep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what's up with that? I mean, why are the – I mean, the Steelers are being sore losers, obviously. But then they turn around and they say, well, oh. No, it's not a matter of the Steelers are being sore losers. It's Claypool was being salty as all hell because of the fact that his team lost to the Browns two weeks in a row and they got knocked out of the playoffs because of the Browns. And then he has the audacity to say, oh, the Browns are classless. If they wouldn't have been so classless, I wouldn't have felt this way. Classless? How exactly were the Browns classless? Oh, because they called out Juju Smith for his bullshit? Yeah, the fact that Juju talks so much smack and he paid for it pretty frequently. Yeah. I mean, look at what happened in the game against Cincinnati. Him dancing on their fucking uh, logo pregame, and he gets schooled hard. Well, yeah. I mean, Juju, I mean, what what, what week was it? Was it against uh, Bengals? is when he did that dance and the Bengals came out and destroyed Pittsburgh. I mean, yeah. did he not learn from that? And then he comes out before this game and makes a comment. It's like, dude, you just don't learn. And you, by doing that, you do cost your team too because if he thinks the Browns didn't come out with a chip on their shoulder because of what he said, oh, they most certainly did. Exactly. And you see everyone else going through here. You see them talking about how you know, the Browns are stepping up in a huge way mm-hmm. and shown respect and all that. And then you get Claypool and Juju both trying to talk smack. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna play to they're gonna play to make you guys pay for it. Well, absolutely. And 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 it's yeah. the fact that we did this without our head coach, we did it without a 
couple of key players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we beat them without being at full strength. They played a lot of our second and third string people. Yep. And we still put 28 points up against them in the first quarter. We still beat them 48 to 37. And we were playing a Steelers team that was damn near full strength. Pretty close to it. Pretty close to it. I mean, other than Joe Hayden, which does anybody really think that Joe Hayden would have made a significant difference in this game? No. 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 I mean, not even close. Yeah, so that's what does that tell you? Uh, bet- um, the difference between the Browns and the Steelers right now. One team's got a bright future, and one team's headed for the shitter. Exactly. Quite literally. So let's talk about this upcoming game against Kansas City. Oh, good old Kansas City. Um, Yeah, this is the game that I know that we all – we don't know what to expect. This is the game that I did not want to see happen only because of just how strong – of a team Kansas City is offensively at the very least. And then it's a matter of seeing just what KC has done ever since Mahomes took over as quarterback and with Reed running the coaching. Mm-hmm. They've become such a dominant team. But well, yes, they've made their fair share of mistakes this season. Mead, sure. We go back to the game against Miami where uh, Mahomes was sacked for a 30-yard loss. Well, I look back at this game, and the Browns should go back and look at that Miami game because they had a miserable first half against Miami. And the only reason why Miami didn't win that game is because they didn't put the foot on the gas and they didn't uh, score when they should have. No, they didn't take advantage of turnovers. Why, the reason why Miami didn't win that game is because Kansas City is by far a second-half team. Well, that too. I mean, that doesn't there's help. The, there's the thing that worries me is because the Browns are a clear first-half team. Yep. They will play 110% in the first half, and they will they could potentially blow Kansas City out of the water first half. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is going to look at that and be like, all right, it's our turn, and then just shit on us. Well, I look at it this like way. They've done so many teams over the years. Sure. And 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 the thing of it is, I look at it this way. If, if the Browns are up 14 or 21 points at half, the Browns' biggest problem this year has been if they're up double scores, they seem they, to let up on defense. Which is not going to be allowed come playoff time, no. especially against a team like Kansas City. No. And they did it against Pittsburgh you know, this past week. And I want to say it almost costed them because they had control of it, but that was Pittsburgh. Kansas City is going to take advantage of that, and they will beat you if you do that. Exactly. We cannot afford to make that mistake. Mm-mm. No. And uh, like they're, like they're also, saying here. Also, keep know, in mind this stat right here, uh, Mahomes, four interceptions in his last three games, which is a huge number considering that the last – or this entire season he's thrown six. So in the last three games he's thrown two-thirds of his interception total. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned that because Skip Bayless today was mentioning that we're talking about the Browns game, and he was saying too about how you know Kansas City, the last four or five games has seemed out of sorts, and that they're trending downwards, and, and Mahomes hasn't been playing like Mahomes. And of course, this is playoffs; it's different. But he's also hasn't played in three weeks. So, 
Are we going to see Mahomes coming out blazing fire, or is he going to be cold and make some mistakes? I I think we're going to see some mistakes. I don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see a huge uh, difference here, mm-hmm. but we're going to see some mistakes. But you know that he's going to step up when it needs to. That's the thing that scares me, and I look at this game as being a very winnable game for the Browns because the Chiefs have defensive weaknesses. Yeah, here's the thing that the Browns really need to do, and that is get to Mahomes fast. Yeah. um, If you can pressure him early in the game, if you can consistently pressure him with the rushing attack, mm -hmm. then they might have a chance to get him to throw into a lot of mistakes for potential picks. Well, they can't be giving Mahomes time either because I, I've known him to be the master of if he's given a lot of time, his receivers will get open and he will make a good throw. So they got to yeah. get to him and they got to get to him fast. We need Miles Garrett to be the Miles Garrett this game. He needs to put a lot of pressure on him. Not Maybe only Miles Garrett, we need Vernon to step up. We need Richardson to yep. step up. We need Patonio to do his thing as well mm-hmm. on, on the line. Yep. Yep. I, I want to see, I would like to see a strip sack this game for Miles Garrett because it's been a while. It has been a while, but I'd be fine even if it was just a regular sack. Oh, yeah, I'll take the regular sacks where we can get them. Um, but uh, we should also say, too, that it'll be great to have uh, Denzel Ward back. Um, yeah. This is definitely the game where he's going to be needed and at his best. Uh, Betonio looks like he'll, he will be back. Um, Not good. This game is going to be a shootout. If we know anything from mm-hmm. when the last time we saw Mayfield against Mahomes in college. Mm-hmm. We know that this game is going to be a shootout. I think so because they've played each other one other time uh, since Baker entered the league, and that game was a little lopsided. But at the time, the Browns were finding themselves. This is like a big college playoff type situation that Baker and Mahomes, you know, be in. And I, I don't see this game by any means being a blowout either end of end of it. I just don't. No. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Mm-hmm. High-scoring. I'm going to say probably at least uh, 70 to 80 points combined may, might be scored in this game. I'm thinking more. You think more? Really? I think we're going to be looking at 90-plus. You think You think a team's going to put up 50? Oh, I don't think 50, but it's going to be close. I mean, I could see it. I think both offenses are more than capable of putting up 50. Uh the Browns have proved it numerous times, and the Chiefs have over the years. So, my prediction right now is, <clears throat> I gave I gave the Browns a loss last week, just barely, and that's because you know we were playing obviously in Pittsburgh. We were playing Fair. a Pittsburgh team at full strength, damn near. Mm-hmm. We were also playing without a good chunk of our uh, key players. Mm-hmm. So I knew that was going to be a tough game. I. Just gave the advantage to Pittsburgh in that one, which I'm glad that I've been wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say the Browns are going to edge this one out. Wow. I think the Browns can very well edge this out if they play it smart. Wow. I'm surprised. I I, I truly honestly thought coming into this episode that because you had given the Steelers that win, I really thought that you were going to say no question that the Chiefs are probably going to win this game. So I'm 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 shell shocked. It's because of what we've been capable of and what the Chiefs are capable of as well. Mm-hmm. Both teams have a tremendous upside, 
I think we're starting to see the Browns hit the massive boost in theirs right now. You think just they're slightly more, just slightly more we're gonna see from them this game. So you I'm think... looking at I'm looking at the Browns winning this game forty eight to forty five. Well, yeah, I mean I have to agree with the closeness there for sure. Uh so you think you think the Browns are gonna ride this hot streak. Now my question to you is okay, before I get into my prediction, if the Browns win this game, and regardless if it's Buffalo or Baltimore next week. Do you if think the, the Browns, Browns make the Super Bowl? If the Browns win this game, I think we're looking at a Browns team that no one would have ever thought be in the Super Bowl end up in the Super Bowl. Do you think they have a chance to win it? That, no. Who do you think would stand in their way in the Super Bowl? Who do I think would stand in the way in the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. The Packers or the Saints. See... I, you're looking at two quarterbacks that have had Hall of Fame careers mm-hmm. in Rodgers and Breeze. Right. I personally want to see Breeze go out with a bang. I want Breeze to go out with a Super Bowl ring. You don't want that to go out, but you don't want that at the expense of him beating the Browns. Even if it's at the expense of the Browns, I'm happy that the, uh, if the Browns make it to the Super Bowl, uh, if the Browns make it to the Super Bowl, I think in the next couple of years, we're going to see a Super Bowl ring our way. Okay. So what I'm going to say here is I'll, I'll, I'll get to the Super Bowl talk in a second. But, um, yeah, I think the Browns are going to ride this hot streak. I think they're going to go into – to Kansas City, and they're going to pull off the major upset that nobody probably expects them to do. I know a lot of the media does not expect it other than a select few here and there. Um, the game is going to be closed, no question about it. Um, I don't even see this game even being decided by 10 points. It's going to be less than seven, no question about it. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go out on the limb, and I'm going to say – Ooh, this is tough. I'm going to say the final score will be 40 to 34. Okay. I think that, uh, uh, got a kind here. It may be a stupid thing to say, but I personally feel it's true. That's what I feel. Yeah. You can, you can feel how you want to feel on it. That's how I feel. So it's a matter of opinion. It's a matter of opinion. Um, but at the same time, yeah. So I, I think the final score will be four. Uh, what I say? 40. What did I say? 40, 40 to 34? 34. Yeah, I think I think the Browns will be up 37-34. And um, I think they'll end up hitting a field goal probably in the last five minutes to go up by six. And I think Kansas City will try to drive down the field at the end of the game and they'll come up short. Okay. Um, do I think the Browns will make the Super Bowl? Um, I have a feeling that they will if they win this game. Um, so I think yeah. that that hot streak will be so hot that it'll be almost impossible for them to not make the Super Bowl at that point. Uh, I personally would love to see the Browns play Brady um, because I, I hearken back to that commercial from last year for the 100th NFL season. And uh, there was that scene where, where Mayfield and Brady are sitting at the table. And 
Brady hands Baker the rings and says, hold these as he walks away. And Baker just kind of holds them and smiles. And I think it'd be kind of a cool nod to kind of see Baker win his first ring against Tom Brady. Would it be a great thing to see? Yes. Do I think Tampa Bay is going to make it to the Super Bowl? Hell no. You never know, man. I mean, it's Brady. I, I think I think the Saints are going to do what they've done to them this se- regular season, and that is walk all over Tampa Bay. We'll see. Uh, I, I know you're going back to that game earlier in the season where it was a, a blowout, and that very well could happen again. Uh, I, I don't question that it couldn't, and, and maybe it will. Um, but I, I personally- need I remind you that Brady is also looks a lot like he's a normal human being and an aging normal human being this season. Well, he should. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's 43 had, years he's old. He's had his streak 43. Okay, whatever. 42, he's had 43. his streaks of, obviously, he's played like he's always had been. Yeah. But my, this is also the same quarterback that lost the game for his team because he got confused as to whether it was third or fourth down. That, that that's true. I mean, that's I a mistake that. that Tom Brady has never made. Mm-hmm. And we're seeing the signs of him playing for as long as he has in the NFL mm-hmm. starting to come to light. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could agree with that. I, I think if I had a Super Bowl prediction, um, I'm going to say Super Bowl prediction will either be Cleveland Green Bay or Baltimore Green Bay. I'm going to say that it's going to be Cleveland, New Orleans, if it gets to it. Well, we'll find out soon enough. we got a lot of good games on the on the weekend slate. Uh, I mean, both days. I, I don't know what game, I'm, other than the Browns, I think the only other game I'm look, probably looking forward to watching is I'm really looking forward to watching that uh, Ravens-Bills game because I think that's going to be uh, a close game, tight. It really is. Um, wait, did you say the Ravens-Bills game? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to give that one to Buffalo all the way. I think we're looking at probably a 38 to 27. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I don't know. I think that's going to be the next best game behind the Browns in Kansas City. Uh, I don't really see too much coming out of the – what is it? Green Bay and um, who's playing Green Bay and who? Uh, let me check here. I don't know the NFC as well as I know the AFC right now. Uh, Green Bay is playing the Rams. Yeah, I don't see the Rams really posing too much of a threat to Green Bay. I think that's probably your weakest game of the week. Yeah, I'm not seeing much of anything happening there. No. I think, like you said, Green Bay is going to end up taking that one. That one's going to be the weakest of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm seeing a, quite a few people thinking that the Bucks are going to upset uh, New, New Orleans. Mm-hmm. But I... Like I said, I don't think that's happening. I think we're going to be seeing a one final ring on Breeze's fingers before his career comes to an end. I don't know. I'm just I'm smelling a choke in in New Orleans. I don't know why, but 
We'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. But uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? I think that's about it. Um, I think we covered just about everything. Oh, the one thing I wanted to make mention of too. Uh, yeah. Two bigs of two big big pieces of news from the last day or two. First of all, uh, Urban Meyer hired us the Jaguars head coach. That was really shocking to see that he is going to make the jump to the NFL level now. I guess my biggest question here, my biggest gripe is, is that didn't he leave Ohio State because he shouldn't coach anymore because of his, was it a brain aneurysm or? Maybe he feels like he's got it enough under control and it's that temptation to finally hit the NFL, the actual pro stage mm-hmm. that he's willing possible. to take that chance. Maybe. But the biggest thing they they're going to have to answer is, is his health going to hold up, and, and at, at especially at a pro level? Well, that's and a good question. How is he going to handle losing? Well, right, because we all know they're going to get Trevor Lawrence with the first pick. That's there's no question about it, and he'll oh, yeah, be no, the future quarterback. No, there's no doubt about that one. And they have no other guy in, in Jacksonville that's going to start over Trevor Lawrence. He'll probably be the starter right out of the gate. So they're probably looking at a three or four win season at, at the very at the very best, I think. Um, and then also, oh, too, who's their starter right now? Well, they bounce back and forth. They're Gardner Minshew, mm-hmm. and then um, who was the other guy? Uh, the other veteran guy, uh, he, Gabbert. No, he played. He played against the Browns. He's uh, bald. Oh shit! Um, Obviously, doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. But they they have nobody that's going to start over over Trevor Lawrence more than likely. Um, and then the other bit of news is Robert Salah was hired as the Jets head coach, leaving leaving 49ers behind. That that one is the one thing that I'm looking forward to. It's because it's a co- person, it's a coordinator that was highly sought after for the last couple of years for head coaching positions, mm-hmm. and it's the fact that he is taking the job for the Jets to bring that team around. Uh, I think it's a good hire. Um, he was actually on the Browns shortlist before <coughs> got hired. So, uh, yeah. you know, um, I liked him. I thought he had a very tough defense and um, I think he'll be a good fit in New York because heaven knows Adam Gase, <sighs> that dude just cannot be a head coach anywhere. He just is not no. successful anywhere he goes. And I think he needs to stick to either coordinating jobs or being a wide receivers coach or something. So, Exactly. I so I got a question for you, though. Since mm-hmm. we're talking about the coaching uh, staffing and all that right now, mm-hmm. yeah. What do you think is going to happen with uh, the Patriots here soon? Do you think Belichick is going to step down anytime soon? Um. Well, I think Cam Newton's going to be out of New England. Um. They got nobody really there to back him up. They'd have to go out and sign another guy again. I think Belichick just needs to hang it up. He's not the rebuild, stay in a rebuild kind of guy. Um, I think and, the Robert Newton didn't work. And if he does decide to hang it up in the next year or two, mm-hmm. do you think they're going to turn to Josh McDaniels uh, after they've groomed mm-hmm. him essentially for this long to take over? Even with him stepping away to go coach, which well, was the Jets, I believe. Yeah, uh, if I had to, yeah, I think if I were the Patriots, I think I would take a gamble on him 
Um, no, no, my mistake. There was the Broncos that he coached. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that right. Was yeah, it during was the Broncos. The, that was during the Tebow era. Yeah. Um, yeah, if I were the Patriots, I'd take a gamble on him. I mean, he's been in that system all this time. Um, he's a young guy. I, I would take the chance on him. I mean, the worst case scenario, you, you know, you bring him in there for a couple years, see how they fare, see. I can't expect a lot out of them. They're going to rebuild, so they're not going to be this magnificent team that they were, of course. But but here's the thing that really makes me wonder. Do you think any other any other um, any other organization would even take a chance on McDaniel's other than the Patriots because of the fact how he played the system? In a sense, a few years ago, he had said he he had said that he agreed in principle to coach. I think it was the Colts. Oh, and he and turned it down the last second. Backed out. Yeah, um, I think that might have been Cleveland's biggest problem when they were interviewing him. I thought I think part of the history had a lot to do with them you know, shutting that down. Cause I mean, it looked like the Browns were going to hire him. It really did. Everything looks like it was a clear path to it. And I mean, I'm glad they went with Stefanski. He obviously was the better fit. Um, but yeah, I think that is preventing some teams from believing in him taking the job. I think they find it maybe a little too wishy-washy and indecisive. And they think maybe that's going to carry over into the managing the team. It's possible. But at the same time, we're also looking at two different people who run Belichick style coaching. Mm-hmm. And Stefanski and uh, McDaniel's. What do you think is going to happen when it comes push the shove? Who do you think is going to have the better head coaching career? Once McDaniel's or Stefanski. Once they both all said and done, because the, uh, McDaniel's obviously has been directly under uh, right. Belichick for this many years. Mm-hmm. He went and tried to head coach when he was younger. Right. Obviously, it didn't pan out, so he went back to learn more from Belichick. Um, I mean, we've seen and the history. You, and then you've got a coach like Stefanski, first-year head coaching, mm-hmm. spent his time in, where was it, Minnesota? Yeah. Before this? Mm-hmm but has that Belichick mindset. Well, I think overall Stefanski will because um, I look at the now and what he's done with the team now, and the team's only going to get better. And I think his leadership is the reason why this team got better. This team grew up. It matured. It, it took the next step that Freddie Kitchens couldn't do. I think if Stefanski coached this team last year, the Browns could have been just as good as they were this year. They could have been. Freddie Kitchens was the problem last year, and I think that set the team back a year. Um, McDaniels, even if he takes over the Patriots, he's going to have a problem with rebuilding that team because that <coughs> team has no quarterback. Um, I, yeah, you they, know, they're, he's going to have an issue for a little bit, but at the same time, do you think he's going to be able to pull the same kind of maneuvers that Belichick has? And finding these diamonds in the rough like Brady in the sixth round of the draft, do you think he's going to be able to make the play the moves that he's done, be able to coach the team like he has? No. Really? No. 
I, I just don't. And, and I don't, even a lot of people could say, Oh, well, the, the Belichick influence, he's not Bill Belichick. He doesn't have the same resume, the same kind of allure that Bill Belichick has. And even though he might pick up on some of Belichick's schemes and his plans and his ways of drafting, I just don't see him becoming the next Bill Belichick. I think he'll make the Patriots respectable, um, but bring them back to glory. No. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. It may end up coming sooner rather than later. Who knows? I think after next year, I think Belichick's going to probably try one more year, maybe go after a veteran guy and make one more run. And I think after that, he's going to he's going to hang it up. Uh, we'll have to see. Time will tell. But anyways, with that, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jason Fosick here with Mike Winkler. Dog Pound Nation signing off. Let's hope we get coming back next week with another victory. Indeed. Go Browns. Go Browns.